who are the most irreplaceable balls? And I'm going to give you guys three selections. It's also the ones I picked up are on the YouTube channel. So vote there on our poll, but irreplaceable ball. So Caleb, who is just as good as they come as a host and as a producer of this program said, we kind of terms of looks yeah, and in terms of looks, that's debatable on the YouTube channel. But Caleb uh, said we've kind of, we kind of did this on Monday with Spencer, and, and no, I I'm saying transfer portal run amok, like what Texas A&M might be going through soon, what Tennessee might or uh, went through with the transition from Jeremy Pruitt. So I ask you guys, and I'll start with you, you John, who are the three players that Tennessee? just could not lose not that they even have a chance of losing this these guys so don't 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 get overly excited here but i do want to hear your thoughts on the channel we'll start with john if you would like to put up a vote here are the choices nico iamaleva uh, has right now 90 percent of the vote Cooper Mays is uh, not gotten a vote yet, as I just put that up. James Pierce Jr., I think probably the most talented player on Tennessee's team, has gotten a couple of votes. Any coach not named Heupel has not gotten a vote so far. I don't think there's a coach that Tennessee – I don't think there – I don't know that there are two coaches, John, that Tennessee would keep over a guy like, I don't know, Nico? I didn't know we were including coaches in this day. But that's we're fun. not. We're not. I just got sidetracked. <laughs> that that's never happened before. Uh, okay, I would go first of all. Any one of these guys could transfer. So don't say, "Oh, well, there is no way they would leave Tennessee." Yeah, there is a way. This is a business now, and if somebody gets offered enough money, he's gone probably. So we'll start with Nico. Uh, he's number one. What would Tennessee do if he just said, I'm out of here, I'm replacing Bo Nix at off at Oregon? Watch that offense roll with me at QB. Uh or or if it, in reality, okay, let's let's say he's got a family issue and he wants to be closer to LA. I mean, that those haven't cropped up in transfer portals as much. I think it's a bunch of BS to get money when they say that. But I mean that those things, those sort of things could happen, and the transfer portal make makes it easier. So in my top three, Nico's definitely in it. Caleb, Nico's definitely in yours, right? I mean that would be burning burning mattresses in the streets, Lane Kiffin style. Yeah, it's mine. But I want to hear John's other two real quick before I get to okay. Next. My, okay, we're going to get to those. And again, it's uh, today's tough question brought to you by Andy Mason. Over 40 years of experience in his office. Best prices, best service when it comes to real estate in the Knoxville area. So we all agree that Nico's making our three. Caleb's thinking so hard, it's scaring me. He might break the YouTube. Uh, John, <laughs> John, who's number two? I mean, Caleb's about to split an atom there. Uh, I'll <laughs> go with uh, Cooper Bay's number two. Uh, I would that? agree. Uh, the, uh, Cooper Mays, John, and I talked about it last night. Let me get your thoughts on the message board. Hit that like and subscribe button. Who are the guys simply Tennessee cannot lose? Smoky Mountain Red says, I'm nervous about Nico. He seems to be settled here, but can't help but think that easy. <laughs> We're not trying to start anything. I think he's there. Now, we said Cooper was the player 
Caleb last year that Tennessee could least afford to lose. Things have changed, but not a lot. Would Cooper make your list of three? Yes, but for a different reason. Nico, I told you guys earlier in the season that I think Josh Heifel's whole future with Tennessee is staked on the on what Nico Iamaliava is able to do next year. I mean, I think he's that important. So he's number one. Cooper is having him back at this point is is huge, but it's somewhat of a luxury because I think most people, and I think Josh Heupel himself had expected and prepared for Cooper to be gone. Now that doesn't look like it's going to be the case now. Um, but I think because of that, you would hope at least by scouting in the portal or scouting on the recruiting trail that they have somewhat prepared for the loss of Cooper. Right. So you, you, you kind of hoped Ollie Lane, if something came up would be fine. We know that now that he's not. So you, you would, you would have a plan in place. Unlike last year, I thought the fall off to Ollie Lane was that significant. So great point. So you would have him though, as one of your three, right? I'd have him as one of my three. All right, here we go. John Adams. I think this is where we're going to start to differ with the transfer portal opening on December the 4th, kind of in make believe land. What ball could Tennessee simply not lose other than Nico and Cooper Mays, who we all agree with? Um, I would go with uh, James Pierce, uh, pass rushing ability. Uh, he's the most talented player on defense and we uh, could ill afford to lose him. He's a playmaker. Mm, okay. I think he's probably the most talented player. I haven't talked I haven't talked to any scouts recently, but before it was Brew McCoy had the greatest NFL upside. I wouldn't be surprised if I get a little feedback to James Pierce, maybe even better. Caleb, what about you? Who is your third player? My I'm gonna actually disagree with John only because I agree he's probably the most talented, but I just think an edge rusher is so limited in how much you can rely on them. So I'm actually going to stick on the defensive side, but I'm going to go Omar Norman Lott. And I know that's crazy, but Omar Norman Lott came on really strong towards the end of the year. And I think a lot of why James Pierce and Tyler Brown were able to do what they did was because of the push Omar Norman Lott was consistently getting in the middle. And so I'm going to go with Omar Norman Lott. Uh, yeah, on, on Tennessee's Twitter feed during the Vanderbilt game, it seemed like they were running – out of Omar Norman Lock pictures. So they just started using a graphic that somebody had put together in like June. Um, John, what do you think of Omar Norman a lot? Uh, I think he's uh, he's been a good player, a good acquisition through the portal, but uh, much rather have James Pierce. He's uh, uh, We saw last year with uh, Harold Perkins at LSU what a pass rusher could do uh, to, a, to an offense. And LSU tried to use him in a different way this year. It didn't work out as well. Uh, so, no, I, I really – I think also uh, – I I just think it's not that easy to find these kind of playmakers on, on the outside. And in the SEC, uh, that's so important, uh, in, in college football in general. But I – so I – no, I would stick with uh, Pierce, but I can see why, uh, you know, also a defensive tackle can have impact – you look at Georgia's defenses prior to this year when it had Jordan uh, Jordan Davis and then followed that up with uh, Jalen Carter, the impact uh, those guys made, because those were guys that teams had to double team and account for on every play. So a defensive lineman can have a, an impact, but I don't see Norman Lott in, in that category. My argument against both of you would be that Tennessee's pretty deep 
and at the defensive front. Um, now I know Tyler Baron, you know, may go. He has a year left of eligibility. Correct me if I'm wrong, Caleb, but he he yeah. seems to give India every indication that he's going to cruise on. Pierce has to stay or would transfer to another school. I'm I'm going to go one that may actually go that I think would be a bigger blow than either of the two guys you picked, and I think that's Brew McCoy. Um, uh, admittedly, I'm going a bit off the hoof. And what I've seen out of Webb and Nimrod, I just love saying his name, but Webb and Nimrod, I don't see, I don't see a number one receiver, guys. I, I saw a number one receiver uh, with Cedric Tillman before he got hurt. I saw a number one receiver, guys that would scare other secondaries at, at, with, with Brew McCoy, even at times last year. And that opened up things for the slot position. And of course, in uh, last year it was Jalen Hyatt. This year it should have been Squirrel White. Oops, missed another slant. Um, so, John, I ask you, um, what do you think of my choice? Before I get to Caleb's thoughts on Brew McCoy, now he did go through Senior Day. I have been told that he has given every indication that he is coming back. But if somebody tells you you're a third round pick, that's a little bit different. So, John, what do you think of my selection of Brew McCoy, who very well might go? Well, he. Yeah, he's a vital part of the offense. Uh, he does a lot of things. He's considered a good blocker. He's a team leader. So, And he's also great one-on-one, uh, just beating a DB for the football. Uh, but he doesn't have game-breaking speed. I think Fair. Tennessee should be able to replace him in the portal. I, I mean, Tennessee needs to add a guy with speed. It needs to add a playmaker. I mean, that to me would be a high priority. You talk about how you want to disperse your NIL money. I would be looking for a playmaker at wide receiver. Tennessee's supposed to have a high-flying offense, and a big part of that is someone like Jalen Hyatt that it had in the past. So, yeah, I, I would certainly wouldn't want to lose Brew McCoy, but I would still take those other three players uh, ahead of him. John, I want to ask you who is knocking on your top three other than the guys that you you mentioned. Uh, but first, let me start with you, Caleb. Um, the three you went with, Omar, Norman, Lott. We all agreed on Nico and Cooper. Uh, who was knocking on the door? When you went to sleep last night and I gave you this topic, who were you thinking, eh, maybe it's that guy? I mean, I know I know you love Wesley Walker a lot. Yeah, Wesley Walker was actually knocking on the door. Oh, he was? Enough. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, he was. He was. Uh, largely because have like have have we watched Andre Tarantine play guys? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so mean, but like Andre Tarantine has no business playing college football at this level. I mean, he's horrible. Um, and, and I will say and, this part of the reason I didn't pick a defensive back is I think Ricky Gibson and Jordan Matthews surely to goodness, take another step from year one to year two, right? Surely. That's fair, but they're cornerbacks, but that's a good point. Um, I actually was thinking your side with brew McCoy, but I gotta be, it, look, if Tennessee can't replace brew McCoy, then we got real red flags on Josh Heupel's talent evaluation. He brought it. He's got two receivers committed for 2024. One is a five-star and Mike Matthews. That follows adding the transfer and Dante Thornton. What are the chances that Josh Heupel is going to miss twice on a guy that has all the tools to be a number one receiver? If he does, we got major red flags coming, guys, with Josh Heupel and talent evaluation. And so I'm, th I'm just thinking Mike Matthews as a freshman can step in and replace him. Hmm. John, thoughts? Yeah, what when I thought about the uh, those three guys that I picked, there was nobody close to them. I, I mean, I just those names came up readily. There, there was no one I thought was, oh, maybe him. Uh, 
you know, of the starting, anybody that started in this secondary, they want to leave, fine. You need to be at, Tennessee needs to prove it can work this portal well. It needs to be able to get a higher caliber of player than what it has in the secondary. Now, maybe the younger guys that were freshmen this year that didn't play, maybe they will fill those roles. But right now, I've been seeing the same guys in the secondary do the same thing for a long time. And, and the bigger picture, though, is the portal. Tennessee's had an, had an impact through the portal, but it's not had the kind of impact it needs if, if it wants to make a 12-team playoff. It needs to do more in the portal. Well, let me ask you, you guys this. As far as the secondary and the players we've seen, let's forget about scheme and all that sort of thing. And I know they played soft, didn't even zone blitz against uh, Missouri. And, and, and listen, we could we could certainly have the those discussions. Does does Tennessee have the players right now? Are they are they anywhere close to having the players in the secondary? Uh, I'll begin with you. Remind you that portions of the program brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Banks and Jones, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, banksjones.com. While Banks and Jones, other lawyers say they'll go to trial, they won't. They'll settle, play to win, and settle for less. The other ones will, not at Banks and Jones. Banks and Jones are ready to go to trial for you. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorneys, why settle Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones. Go to banksjones.com criminal defense, personal liability, as well as even medical malpractice. And, and two of the guys on the show know how difficult that can be in state of Tennessee. Uh, T. Scott Jones, not afraid to fight for you. All right. So in this secondary, I mean, I know you said you were close to picking Walker. I'm to the point where I just think that this, the personnel in the secondary isn't very good. Um, now, Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson, we haven't seen enough and they may change things. But that's the only reason I didn't go with the defensive back. How many, let me ask you this, Caleb, how many defensive backs that Tennessee has either last year or this year would see playing time and or start for Georgia? Absolutely none. I'm not <laughs> going by the Georgia standard. Yeah, none. None would make the third string on Georgia. And I mean, that's... Then, okay, well, then, then, then let's just roll John out there. You're wanting to save Wesley Walker. Well, there's a difference between not being able to be on the third string on Georgia and not being transcendently bad. Okay, because look, I, I I get what John is saying. I get what y'all are saying. Nobody in the secondary is good. But guys, there are layers to this. There is not good. And then there's horrifically bad. Okay? <laughs> so, like, like, I don't He's think William not. McKinley was – I don't think William McKinley was that good of a president. But he wasn't James Buchanan, who was horrifically bad as a president. Okay. So what you're saying so, I mean, is there's, there's Danny White. You're saying what you're saying is there's Danny White and Babe Laufenberg. Did you get that one, John? Okay, I don't yes, I did. <laughs> Babe Laufenberg hadn't heard that name in a while. No, he's but, their he's their color guy. I hear him every Sunday. Is he really? Oh, he's actually good pretty for, good. Good for him. Uh, better than as a quarterback, I presume. Uh, yeah, he was two of fifteen for ninety six yards in a playoff. Just saying that. Well, he you know sees the positive. He completed two passes, uh, and I don't know how long those were. I did. I mean, I think in terms of what the future is for Tennessee, the future for Tennessee to me needs to be making a twelve team playoff. And how are you going to do that? I, I mean, I'm not talking about five years from now. I'm talking about in the next two years. I think Tennessee needs to make the college football playoff. 
It's oh, 12 teams. And and so how are you going to do that? I don't I don't know that you can it, that ability is on your roster in the secondary. It may be the younger guys, but the level of players you have, that has to change. It has to be upgraded. And with Tennessee's NIL money, to me, there's got to be a priority. You've got to have secondary guys, not just one. You've got to have a big play wide receiver, and you have to have offensive linemen. If you can't get those, you're not making the playoff next year. Maybe Dante Drops can play defensive back. Texas A&M has made a hire. Texas A&M has made a hire. What the age? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. That wasn't supposed to be that funny. That was just mean-spirited, and I feel bad about it, John. It was. He's he's Randy Moss without hands. Dante drops. All right. Uh, but he he came back, made a good catch, and even got hurt during it. So I'm giving him some credit.